Episode 12. Who thought we'd make it this far? Andrew, back after a vacation, which he got his mouth opened up and his teeth spaced apart. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Yep, I can just about speak again. Just about. Now, Andrew, I have a quick question for you, sir. How did you manage to survive my attempt at sabotaging the aircon unit in that horrible pension room last week? Um, one answer. Lots of soju. Fine answer. Now, there is some construction work being done in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're expanding our studio, let's be clear. Our levels of greatness have expanded, and therefore our studio must expand with it. And so, if you hear some strange noises, that is not Andrew's bowels. That is, in fact, some construction work. So don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, I think last weekend it was the people who didn't drink soju that got sick. That's true, actually. So I think sound guy Keith and uh, friend of the show, Adam, got terribly ill when they didn't imbibe in the correct alcohol. Um, well, let's keep moving it on forward. Uh, today we have pretty much the most requested guest by far. <laughs> Everybody has wanted to meet him, for him to be on the show. The enigma. The, yeah, of the whole the whole league. The most talked about person in the league. I've known him to be a true person the whole time. But there's doubters out there. Commissioner. Commissioner Roberts, if that is your name. Dale Manning. Sound guy Keith. A lot of people didn't believe he was real. He is a real person. Bagoa, welcome to the show. Yeah. Bagoa, welcome, sir. In the flesh, I have made it to the studio. Everybody, please... Take off your tinfoil hats. I am indeed a real person. I am not John's burner account. I am not a combination of the hive mind of everyone <laughs> running a dummy team. No, I'm here. I'm real. It's good to be here, fellas. Yeah, welcome. Thanks um, for coming on, Bagoa. It's great. We can confirm now that this is not the commissioner. This is not a nasally Australian accent, ladies and gentlemen. This is a beautiful accent here from Bagoa. We got some questions for you, though. Absolutely. If that's okay. Sure thing, uh, I got a question for you. First thing, have you heard this talk about Dynasty on the group chat? Have you heard? Do you know what Dynasty football is? I absolutely know what Dynasty football is. I've been keeping up with, you know, Dynasty football, and, you know, I do know that I'm not one that talks a lot in the group chat. That's on me. But you know, with Dynasty football, I'm aware of it. I'd absolutely be for it. It sounds like a good time. Nice. So you know. What's there to lose, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. We're already putting so much time into this, we might as well take it even more seriously. I mm -hmm. like the consistency of year to year and like building a team. I mean, you, you, a lot of people, not myself, I don't play the game because I think it's trash, but a lot of people here play Madden, and you don't just play one Madden season and then just, yeah, throw your whole team out, right? You keep playing and try to build your team. Right. That's why I think fantasy would be really great for our league. Also, there's, mm -hmm. sorry, Andrew, just before you finish, before you start even, uh, Madden also has some great consistency in that it is consistently a terrible video game. The Absolutely. Worst. It's the worst video game ever made. It's just a shameless money grab. However, I will say that I recently watched uh, the show High Score on Netflix, and Madden is the first ever sports game and was a pioneer in video games in general from the step uh, from 8-bit to then 16-bit. Yeah. And now they're a pioneer and ripping people off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was also 
the first game, the first video game, to include black characters. That's wow. true. That was yeah. true. That wasn't yeah. the TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay. They made that all the. They sense. did make because they could only make the players either all black because, or all white. Yeah. Because so it was they, only eight bit information. Yeah. So they they couldn't choose both. So they did choose to make all the characters black. Yeah. I mean, it would have been kind of weird if they did choose white. It would be strange. <laughs> it would be the but, most bizarre but, thing. But at ever. the start, they mm-hmm. did. All the players yeah. were white, and the then one, season, one, yeah. one black guy uh, joined the team for Madden, and he was like, the one thing he wanted to do we was have to, to change it all this, to yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's great, but they don't change much in the gameplay, and they charge you sixty, seventy bucks a year. It's insane for a new game. Yeah. It's yeah, terrible. Right. You're paying sixty dollars or seventy dollars or whatever for a roster update, yep. essentially. For a ru- yeah. for which Literally a uniform change. Yeah, a uniform I, change, roster update, you know, tweak some of the overalls. And it's like, for me, when I play Madden, I'm a really big career mode guy, really mm-hmm. big, you know, fantasy GM. Like, I want to run my... T- I want to take the Dolphins and run them to, like, 2060. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and like, all right, happens. this team is terrible. How many Super Bowls can I win? Uh, and it's yeah. like, you know what? If they're just going to copy and paste, you know, career mode, franchise mode every year, it's like, come on. Come on, EA. You've already ruined FIFA. Don't take Madden. I will say we're complaining, but we probably will still buy the new version. As I think Sound Guy Keith recently invested in the new version. He did not. He He bought Madden 20 on the PC and he downloaded mods to get the updated rosters for free like a like a thinking man. Oh. Well, if only we could have Sound Guy Keith on the pod at some point, then yeah. Maybe for Christmas. Um, But as, as we as we were talking about Dynasty. Um, I love the idea of Dynasty, but as a separate league. Mm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like this league. I love redrafting players. Mm-hmm. Like a full redraft. Yeah, it seems like... Every year. Like, the draft is the most fun day. Yeah. Well, there still is a draft, right? It's just a no, draft No, but you're just drafting rookies. rookies. Yeah, How rookies. lame is that? I mean, Clyde Ed- Edwards-Hilaire is going the first round this year. It'd be a lot quicker. I know, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. just like... Uh, yeah, two separate leagues is my preference. I think most people are... Probably in the same boat. John, yeah. are you only for one? No, no, I'm, I'm going to play the second league. Yeah. But I would like if if there's some carryover from year every year. And if it's not Dynasty, then maybe it should be where you finish in the league is where you draft next year. So, yeah. like, if you finish first, you draft 12. Uh, but so just say, same as the NFL, right? Yeah, so not exactly. What Mike Ruiz proposed last night on the well, chat. Well, he was talking about pulling dick wiener sizes. dicks out. What? Hey, he yo. was saying dick size is where you should draw. He was saying you pull your dick out, you measure it against Ian's, and you multiply by six, <laughs> and that's the amount of players you get on your roster. Yeah, he was saying yeah. some funky shit. I thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And he'd obviously been doing that see you drinking the, I was the, gonna the say, cheap whiskey and we've the, all seen Mike drink well, the I mean, plastic two, bottles of Max. Two weeks later, who knows? Maybe he shows up here and he's really gunning for Ian, and he says, "Ian, we're measuring dicks now." I think they might have a fight at the draft. I, I think that could happen too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could happen. Um, but yeah. Anyway, one last thing about Dynasty before we move on. The, the, there's this uh, thing between the keeper league and the Dynasty league. Now, John, you were saying you want the the full league or that you want just keepers. I'll do either one. Okay. okay. Andrew, you don't care either? No preference. But go ahead. Any preference at all? No preference. I'm good with either. I all just, right. I just like the fact that if you do draft, I, I don't know, you should be able to keep some player. One player. Mm-hmm. Two player. Anyway, we can move on. Um, yeah. 
Miguel, we have some questions for you. I think uh, the doc is going to ask you the questions. Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I'm nervous, I've got I'm nervous but let's, I got let's, some questions. We yeah. can open it up to the floor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm all, I'm all answers. I'm all answers. So please, ask away. All right, Miguel, my first question is, have you heard about the, uh, the potential move away from waiver wire to the uh, FAB system, Fantasy Bucks, or whatever it's called, where you have a budget to acquire people off the waiver wire. Have you mm. heard of this system? So like the blind bidding where yeah, X blind player, bid blind bid, you yeah. have your budget of what, like 150 bucks a year. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm putting 10 bucks on this guy. Yeah. If somebody puts 12, they get him. Oh yeah, no, I know that. I've, I've played that in fantasy basketball. Would you but, prefer that as opposed to just a, an order, a waiver wire order? Um, I think I would because, you know, the random rave, waiver wire and it's like, oh shoot. I'm 12th on waiver priority this yeah, week. Nobody. I've I've never been a big fan, and it's like you know what? I feel like everyone should have an even shot every week yeah. to get someone, and you know it makes you think more carefully about your moves because you know it is an investment. Yeah, and it's like all right, let let's say I don't know somebody goes down and running back isn't handcuffed. All right, well who's his backup? Like that's someone who. You know, if you are, if you do want to pick them up, it's like, okay, you got to have some kind of investment rather than, oh, I'm so happened to be first on waiver priority this week. Just by chance. So, you know, FAB, I do like that. Yeah, 150 bucks for the year. I think a lot of people were uh, in favor of FAB. I think John is the only one that's potentially against. John, any, what's your reasoning? So you must have some sort of reason. Why why do you not like this kind of uh, more strategic waiver wire acquisition method, sir? I don't like a lot of change. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, pretty much, yeah. We've changed a lot in a very quick amount of time. That's why I'm also, like, pushing for we might as well change to um, Dynasty now, too. Like, just change everything. So change everything, but not waiver wires. (laughs) But I think that this year, like, I think the money is going to go quick. Money's going to go real quick this year because I think a lot of players are going to get Corona and they're going to be put on the two-week waiver or your IR slot or whatever. And then you're like, okay, I wasted 10 bucks on that guy. need to get another player. But you got to just anyway, consider it with the budget. I'm, I, yeah. I'm just going to so play it. Gonna some play people it. are going to spend it. Some people are going to save it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. play it yeah. as it is. Uh, it's a whole new draft, whole new waiver. That's why I'm pushing for like, yeah, just make it Dynasty. Yeah, I think in this year, we got to just push the boat out and see, you know, what do we like, what don't we like, yeah. try all the different systems, and then next year when it's a little bit more normal, you know, we can see what changes we like, what, what we what didn't works. like, and then, you know, we can all come to an agreement. Yeah. But I think we have to try yeah, it Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't care that much, to be honest. I'm, it's not a hill I'm going to die on. Fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, so... Other questions we got about, we have the Fantasy Bucks question. So I think we're all on board with that. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. Andrew, you got a question for us? I mean, well, this is more about uh, your performance last year. I don't know if we were going to go into Pagoa's draft yeah. later. Yeah. Or, are we, we going to do that? Should maybe we do that now? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Sound guy Keith, bring it on up. Sound guy Keith, load it up for me. Before we go into the draft, my first question was, last year, I think you were the standout hardest negotiator when it came to trades ah is that like a, a personal thing that you do when when it comes to fantasy football you just a hard negotiator or you just like your team that much and none of the, the offers were that good well i think the first half of the season i was getting really really good production out of my mid draft picks like 
Cooper well, Cup Derek was Henry. someone. Yeah, Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah, he Derrick Henry killed it for Fournette me. Fournette killed it. Uh, Fournette did really it. well he for me. Cooper Cup. He caught passes. Yeah, mm-hmm. for like minus one yard. It doesn't matter. Each one of those is a half a point. And, you know, Cooper Cup was at a point, like, the highest scoring wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people were people were ringing my line. They were banging my line for Cooper Cup. He finished wide receiver four. Yeah, wide exactly. And I did not expect that out of him. Because, yeah. you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Goff. So it's like, all right, do I trust Jared Goff throwing the ball? No. But Cooper Cup is a guy that can kind of, you know, make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. And just, like, looking at my team right now, like... Should we go uh, through it real yeah, quick? Yeah, we'll go through it. Yeah, let's go through it real quick. Uh, so, who's your first pick? Okay, so my first pick, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Second pick, Patrick Mahomes. Third pick, Leonard Fournette. Uh, just let's let's, let's, yeah. oh, let's slow down? Okay, let's slow down. All right, all right, What was your right. thinking with... Because that was after the holdout for Le'Veon Bell. What mm-hmm. was your thinking? He's just going to go straight back into... Dominance, Dominance. which is what we saw last time he played. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I had no reason to not believe that he wouldn't be that same player. And it's like, you know, just based off of, you know, what was on the board. Like Dalvin Cook, I know he had a really big year this year. I wasn't a big fan of him the year previous, just because he was sharing the load with uh, Jarek McKinnon. Nick Chubb was 50-50. David Johnson, I had no faith going in. And so it's like, okay, of the running backs, I'll take a flyer on Le'Veon Bell. It was a bit of a risk, but, you know, ultimately, I didn't end up paying too much for it. Yeah. And... Well, because the rest of your Henry in the so Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, Honestly, Fournette was good. Mm-hmm. 1,600 yards, 76 catches. Yeah. I mean, he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. He Three did not, touchdowns. no. Three touchdowns. But, like... He still had 1,600 total yards. Exactly. And I will take 1,600 total yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Mahomes was a bit of a down year, in my opinion. Well, he got, he, he he got, got hurt. He did. He did. Yeah, he got hurt. It was but seventh he, overall quarterback. Even if he did get, didn't get hurt, it was much. He probably was going to have about 35 touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to 50-something the year before. But, I mean, yeah, I, you can't fault anybody who picks Mahomes early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Fournette, good pick. Third Landry, Coop, very Cup, good. Henry, Landry had like 100 catches almost. Landry yeah. was fantastic yeah, for me. Like uh, He was my, every week he was my flex. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, he just did really good Hunter, numbers for Henry, me. did he get hurt again? He did, yeah. He did. Okay, Vance McDonald he got did, hurt. kind of petered out. Mm-hmm. Marvin Jones got hurt. Balazs... Didn't, I mean, at that point, like, yeah, round 10, get, these well, are just kind of like... not really, guys. because Michael Gallup had Gallup? 1,100 yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah, and Gallup. Tom Devin Brady... Devin Singletary's in that Yeah, round. and Devin Singletary was in the same round as that? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're saying? That's mm-hmm. right there. Yep, yeah. there he is. What do you mean? Well, Singletary... Oh, Singletary's no, 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 no. Is I, I'm looking further down. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking further at Michael Gallup in the 13th. That's a very good pick. Well, I... Yeah, I had to stash Gallup for, what was it, I think four weeks, three weeks? And it's like, all right. And, you know, my theory behind that was, okay, like the way that Jason Garrett designed that Cowboys offense, you know, a lot of throwing, a lot of opportunity for the wide receiver. So it's like, all right, you know what, Michael Gallup, I'll take a flyer. And like you said, those late round picks, it's like you're taking flyers, you're taking insurance. So it's like, why not take a gamble with Michael Gallup? And he really did pan out for me. And compared to the receivers that went before him, because I know Tyrell... Someone dropped Tyrell Williams because I had Mom him towards Creef. the end. I traded him to Dale. Yeah, because Tyrell went around a bit. I had him at some point in the I mean, year. John as Brown well. and Michael Gallup were good picks. 
and mm-hmm. DK Metcalf. Somebody picked DK Metcalf yeah. after that. So, I, yeah, I, I got a quick question for you, Bagoa. It mm-hmm. seems like you're quite happy taking your first wide receiver relatively late in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Would you be happy with Cooper Cup being your wide receiver one this year? Ooh, would I be happy with Cooper Cup as my? I don't think I will, because towards the second half of either year, he really did peter out. Like, once defenses did start figuring out what Sean McVay had going on, and once defenses kind of figured out, you know, Jared Goss's tendencies, then, yeah, Cup did kind of... His second half was really underwhelming. So, I mean, would I have him as my wide receiver one this year? I don't think so. Would you say Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? Who would you take first? Cup. Really? I'm taking Cup. Still, I, still Cup. I still think so, because I'm... He's Cooper Cup is just really good when it comes to you know yards after the catch and that kind line. of thing. He's got, yeah, he's a red he's zone target exactly. Because Robert Woods he gets more yards than Cup does, but Cup is the one that gets the touchdowns. Yeah. And it's like you know what I'll take that. That's really nice. Um, any hint about where you're leaning towards this year at number? What position seven? are you? You're seven. I'm seven. So I think been... in first round. Yeah. What do you think? What's your strategy, yeah. sir? Tell us all. Ooh, I don't want to give away too much. Two I, don't, I don't know if you guys are trying to milk me here. You don't have to give exact names. I don't have to, okay, you well. You can be as you, vague or as clear, or you can lie. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> would you take Patrick Mahomes again this year? Would I take Patrick Mahomes again? Obviously, now it'd be Ooh. the Superflex League. Mm-hmm. With, the the two, round, with yeah. the two quarterbacks. Um, I don't think I would, because I feel like there's enough QB talent in the league to, to kind wait. of taper that, like, to weigh it out. Yeah. And you know, to spend a premier pick in the first yeah, two rounds on Patrick Mahomes, and that's a slot you're giving up for another skill position. Like, that's tough. Okay, a little... So, at seven, I think you might have Cook and Henry both available. Mm-hmm. Or Michael Thomas, maybe. Cook, uh, who, who, would maybe. You, who would you choose out of Cook or Henry? Out of Cook, Henry, and I'm going to throw Michael Thomas into yeah. the mix because it was mentioned. Ooh, that's tough. That's probably going to be what you're going to be. That's tough. What you're Between, because yeah. oh, Henry was so good for me last year. Yeah. yeah. Can he do it again? But I, I, after the big contract and the workload he went through last yeah. year, like, that's tough. Because, you know, when it comes to running backs, like, running backs age like milk in this league. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, oh, it's just tough for them to maintain that kind of consistency year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I'm he, being... He doesn't com- get any receptions. Yeah, exactly. He's not a receiving yeah. back. He's not, like, someone, like... Kamara who will get you receiving yards and rushing yards and so my mindset going into it I mean if I had to choose between what were the it was you mentioned Henry and Cook Henry or Thomas Thomas. Uh, I would pick out of those three I would pick Cook but to add a little bit more to the question I would take Nick Chubb over all three of those guys wow I would did you hear that Ian shit hear it baby (laughs) Uh, go, I'm, you're welcome back anytime. Not, ah, wonderful. Then I'm not getting Chubb. Oh my god. I'm taking Nick Chubb over all three of those guys because honestly, like, the Browns, like, they're good on offense. That's a I, good, like, they got a lot of talent yeah. on offense. And I think Chubb is the most talented player on that offense. I love wow. Chubb. I love Even Chubb. over I, OBJ? Oh, easily over OBJ. Yeah. Like, wow. OB, don't get me wrong. OBJ is a great wide receiver. I would take him. On my team any Damn. day, but First Nick Chubb just got shaken up a bit. No, yeah. I, I. If Chubb's there, you're going Chubb. I absolutely think so. Like, no. I sign me, get, yeah. get me a ticket for the Nick okay. Chubb hype train what, what, right what, now. What if Kamara Damn. is there? Ooh, what if Kamara Kam- might drop a bit? Uh, mm. Do you think he will though? 
I don't think he drops that far. I don't think so, no, no. Why do you think that? Well, I'm just saying, if we're talking about, like, what, top three... So he's the fourth, kind of consensus fourth RB? Yeah, but somebody's going to pick him. Somebody's going to pick but him. But if, if, if you've got Lamar and Mahomes... I'm not even certain that they're both going to go. Well, no, I'm not, I, these are all possibilities. Yeah, yeah sure. For, in the first so seven, though, yeah. Lamar and Mahomes... People are saying mm, Lamar yeah. and Mahomes for the top three. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Well, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a bad idea. That's I, a, that's that was a bad previously idea. my viewpoint of you should do that, but I've backed off on it because now I realize that there are just not that many really good running backs exactly. that you can trust. It's the scarcest position yeah. in um, Memphis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. So I, I love Nick Chubb. I had him last year. Yeah. One of my favorite players. You, are you not scared a little bit about Hunt? Um, no, just because even when Hunt did come back, you know, the Browns didn't use him as much as I thought they would. And yeah. even when they did use him, he didn't necessarily look like the game changer that he was mm. in KC. So it's like, you know, I mean, if you're talking about Hunt being a very good, like, you know, sec, like, a, you know, he's a flex option or, or maybe he's someone you rotate in for a bye week or, you know, knock on wood if you need him as a handcuff. Like, he's uh-huh. a good option, but I think that they're going to use Nick Chubb as, like, he's going to be their bell cow back yeah. when you talk about, like, okay, three downs, you're on the field yeah, kind of thing. And we're, we're they're a run-on-first-down team. Very disappointing to hear you say that because I was hoping he was going to fall to me. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they use Kareem Hunt as well, he did not rush the ball that often. Mm, that's right, that's right. He's, right, that's he's right. mostly a pass catcher. And, and he was a blocker for Chubb a lot of the time as well. Exactly. How many times do you think he ran in eight games last year? Just, just guess, but go. 35. How many carries? 20. 20? 35 carries. 35? Yeah. A little bit more. It's 43. Oh, okay. I'm way off then. 43. 43. But still, it's not a huge... You know, in eight games, that's not a huge amount. Yeah. Exactly. And five carries a game. Yeah. So we'll give him, you know, 80 on the year. There's still plenty of room for Chubb to dominate. Exactly. And, and like, like uh, Stefanski... Is it Stefanski? Yeah. Uh, the way he used Cook at... at um, at the Vikings, mm-hmm. he's just yeah. He's gonna. It's Chubb's ear, baby. Fuck. It's Chubb's ear. It is Chubb's oh, ear. I like that. I like that. He exactly. would have made it last year if it wasn't for for Hunt. Mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if 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 he had Hunt's carries at that yards per carry, yeah, and, he would have had more than. But than Hunt's Henry. back for the full year, so actually you're making the point he can't win it this year. No, 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 no. We just said whilst you're in the bathroom, John, we just said Hunt doesn't actually carry it that often. No, but he's going to get some carries. He's going to get maybe like 70 or 80 carries. That's maybe. a lot, though. It's a lot of carries. Chubb can but do a lot. With that Chubb. means that Chubb is going to be fresh for a lot of the year. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe he's not putting in I as mean, much third down work. I'm or... big on both of them. I'm big on both of them. Yeah, like, they're both I think talented they both players. Eat. But, you know, if the Browns are up like two or three scores late in the game, they let Hunt in. Or I can imagine what they do. Like, let's say, for example, third down shotgun two halfback set mm-hmm. then it's like you know they're both going to see yeah. playtime on the field so do i feel concerned about kareem hunt taking away from nick chubb not necessarily because like nick chubb is that good whereas like he's going to produce regardless he's well, going to produce well anybody late in the draft who is late in the first round of this draft who is hoping for chubb to fall to them I think Andrew Shuttler was one of them. <laughs> well, he's in the bathroom crying right now as a little girl. We can hear him. Yeah. Sobs. Chubb, Chubb, sobs. If Chubb's there at seven, he's apparently gone. Um, yeah. I think Hunt's going to also have 1,000 yards, but he's going to have 500 rushing, 500 receiving, or, you know, give or take. 
mm-hmm. a, a hundred here or there. I think that's his ceiling. That's his. Yeah. That's like if their that's offense realistic. is really pretty good. What, where would you take Hunt then? What round would you consider taking Hunt? Probably the eighth round. Oh well, he. I mean, that's he'll be gone. Yeah, but yeah, probably the eighth round. Eighth um, round. Yeah, I can see seventh. that. Depends on what how my the rest of my team is looking at that point. So mm. I did a mock draft today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just off the plane. In fact, I'm slightly jet lagged, flying all the way from the UK and back. It's been a busy weekend for me, but go on. Wow, and, all right. And I, I, I'm just telling you, the draft that I was participating in was not a super flex, but Hunt was gone in the fifth round. Wow, that is a reach. I think that's a reach. And my saying. mocks, Ingram's going in the fifth round. Yeah, I'd rather have Ingram in the fifth. No Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Well, over Hunt, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do just want to preface this. Um, you did say before we started talking about draft um, strategy, strategy yeah. that you're not going to reveal ev- anything. So I think this Chub chat is a bit of a smoke. What you think this thing. is a bluff? Yeah, you think this yeah. is a bluff? All right, I'm, I'm, well, we'll I'm, see. We'll I'm just see. hoping Chub is going to fall to me. Andrew mm. Shuttler is a man in denial. <laughs> There's nothing more that can be said. He but went no, to the bathroom. He touched himself a little bit, <laughs> and he realized. He didn't like what he heard. No, yeah, Chubb going in. He's gone, bro. Chubb going he's in. He's gone. You're never going to get Top pick. seven. He, you you were it. never going to get him. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll invite you to the uh, Nick Chubb support group. Uh, we <laughs> meet you. on Thursdays I'm, at Famous. So. I'll be there. I'll, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> the Nick Chubb hype train. I'm going to yeah. go on KTX.com or whatever. Corrail.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buy a ticket to... The Nick train, Nick Chubb hype train. That's <laughs> what we're about to do. Any more questions for Bagoa? Can um, be about fantasy or just life in general. Exactly. It's the ask first me, time we've met him in real life. So. Ask me where was the been? first time that sound guy Keith has met him. Right. Mm. Yeah. But he's busy working in the back, you know, doing all the sound stuff. So you can you can't ask a question. Um, we we didn't fully we missed it out a bit and went straight into your draft. We didn't fully talk about your trades, kind of. You said your players were performing very well, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you got loads of offers for Le'Veon Bell, for Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Dale Manning sent you many messages <laughs> late at 3 a.m. Low balls. Uh, probably offered you, I don't know, um, Duke Johnson for Derek Henry at one yeah. point. <laughs> I did see Duke Johnson in a few trade proposals. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Duke Johnson's a good football player. He's not a great football player. Good pass catcher. And, you know, as yeah. far as I mean, the price tag that's attached. He's, he's exactly. Yeah, Duke Johnson spot. isn't going to win you leagues. No, he's not yeah. going to win You know, I need, we- I need league Dale winners Manning on thinks, my team. Dale Manning thinks Duke Johnson's a league winner. That's <laughs> in in general... Point. Are you, you're, you're open to trades as long as they suit you. Yes, but exactly. You didn't get, did you do any trades? I did. I did. I had a few trades. The one GM who I was in conversation with a lot, like, you know, big shout out to Nico, because we went back and forth a lot on different trades. And uh-huh. I think I did end up trading him for net for, who was it? It was Eckler and someone else, I believe, that uh, trade. Okay. And, like, you know, that we had talked, like, it's a pretty simple trade. But, you know, we had talked <laughs> through that a lot. And it's like, you know, with my team, I was performing pretty well. I was in a playoff spot, which, you know, for my first time in the league. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I can make the playoffs and hang with these guys, then and I'm happy. Win. Yeah, exactly, you know, because it's like, you know. I mean, look at Ian. He came in the league, he ran his mouth, and he finished in dead last. <laughs> <laughs> and his team was awful. Mm-hmm. Keep on coming back, Ian. We love having you in the league. We love your money. 
<laughs> no, I got one more question for you. What's up? Uh, how many seasons of fantasy football have you played, sir? Oh, goodness. How many seasons of fantasy football? I think the first time I ever played fantasy football was the year I graduated high school, which was 2012. Wow, you're a veteran. Yeah, I've been playing for a very long time. And fantasy football was kind of the first fantasy sport I played. Because I've always been a really big fan of you know football, watching the NFL... You know, being being a Canadian, it's like, okay, watching the end of, like, that, the time slots work really well, yeah. kind of thing, and growing up playing Madden, like, that's the reason why my, uh, I chose the Patriots as my team, was because right. of Madden. So, we're gonna go off on a little bit of a story time. Well, I was gonna ask you about do. the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so why I chose the Patriots. So, the year is about, what year was it? 2007. <laughs> you know, I'm over at my cousin's place for Christmas. And, you know, his family, is they're pretty well off. So what does he get for Christmas? He gets a brand new Nintendo GameCube, gets Super Smash Bros. Melee, and he gets a copy of Madden 07. And, you know, I was aware of football as a sport. He watched more football than me at that point. So he's like, you know what, let's play some football. And so first team he picks is the Atlanta Falcons with Madden 07 Michael Vick. And, uh, you know, yeah. the cheat code. E- EA, <laughs> EA Sports, you know, you, you messed up with that. You made Michael Vick just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And so I'm screaming at the TV. It's like, <laughs> how come I can't beat this guy at Madden? My cousin is laughing at me, making fun of me. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to find the best team possible. And so I'm scrolling through and I see the Patriots. I'm like, okay. 98 offense, 98 defense, 98 overall. And I well, finally beat him using the Patriots. They <laughs> wait, they were perfect that year, right? Were they perfect? Well, seven, that, that wait, was, wait, were they perfect? Uh, oh, seven, oh, seven. Wait, wait, oh, yeah, no, they were 18 and 1. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh wait, who beat them? <laughs> John, who beat them again? I forgot. You all know who beat them. Ooh, <laughs> Giants. We, you know, as a young football fan, that game, it's like, how do you catch a football with your head? Uh, how? Glue. With glue. The great, they put the, some glue on his helmet and they say, get out there and he's going to hit you in the head with the ball. You know, and that was... That heads was, up, son. Heads up. Heads up. being like yeah. full <laughs> defensive lineman. By all means necessary. And that was the last catch of David Tyree's career. Yeah, it was. That's ridiculous. He, he, they cut him after that season. You know, shout out to David Tyree. You broke my heart as a young Patriots fan. My first season watching football full time. But that's kind of, you know, when I decided, okay, the Patriots... They're my team. And, you know, I've got to see them win a bunch of Super Bowls, seen them lose a bunch of Super Bowls. And, you mostly know. Mostly win. The, since you started supporting, you've been. Yes. You're on a good I've run. Been, I've been a very spoiled football fan yeah. up until this point. And it's like, you know, going into the year, like every year, it's like, all right, we're going to win our division. Come on, let's be real. Like, we're going to lose our. We're going to lose. At least once to the Dolphins. Are you confident yeah. the, they'll win the division this year? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think, Absolutely I think the Bills might be might have a monster out there yeah. Western New York and I think they're coming. I think the Bills are coming. Well, what were the Bills last year? They finished what, 9 and 7? Uh, 9 and 7. They made the playoffs. They did. They were in the playoffs. Um 9 and 7, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were 9 and, and it's like okay, they add But they were like a good 9 and 7. Their defense very, was good. Yeah. Defense is awesome. The defense was very good. They bolstered the offense. They got Stefan Diggs, who is no scrub. I Stephon mean, Diggs is great. They they're trying to make the offense better. We'll see. I mean, I think they're a monster out there. I was going to ask, coming from Canada, obviously you've got the Canadian Football League. Yeah. Um, obviously, hockey's huge. Mm-hmm. Like, are there many 
Canadians that are huge fans of the NFL? And, and where do they gravitate towards? What teams do they gravitate towards? Uh, well, the thing with Canada and the NFL, like everyone is pretty scattered across the board as far as uh, fandoms go. So, you know, and, you know, most people are aware of the NFL product and, you know, a bunch of people watch it. Like the sports bars are usually pretty bumping on Sunday nights. Mm. Um, Canada, there's a lot of... From my personal experience, like, don't take this as, like, this is for sure, but this is just my personal experience. There's a lot of Cowboys fans, and it's like, oh. Well, that's the biggest team right yeah. there. Everybody, you know. Quote, unquote, America's team. Yeah. <laughs> North it America. The, it is the big team. It's like the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody supports the Yankees. And are you, are you a bigger football fan than basketball fan? Ooh. That's tough. It's like asking me to choose between my children. <laughs> I would put football, basketball, like 1A, 1B. Okay. Because, like, I love What's them. 1A? One, oh, <laughs> I still got to choose. I think... It's a real selfie's choice. Basketball by a hair, but I love football. Right. Because, I mean, as far as those sports, like, you know, this is going to sound very un-Canadian to me. I don't watch a lot of hockey. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't watch... Like, I've always watched football a lot more. And the Raptors, like, recent yes. success obviously has you, like, hyped. Oh, I I love this Raptors yeah, team. Yeah. Shout out to Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Did a great job with the team. So Has the whole country hyped, I think. Canada's yeah. in love with basketball right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. My last question for you, Bagal. What's up? Cam Newton. What do you think about Mr. Ooh. Cam Newton this year? Ooh, what do I center? think of Cam? You know, uh, honestly. And the Pats in general. Ooh, with the Pat, Honestly, I think the Patriots, the way that their team is built, like, the defense is great. I think the defense is good. Shout out Stefan Gilmore, best corner in the league, yeah. I think, right now. He is. The offense, I think the offense kind of coasted a while based on Brady's raw talent. Because if you look at, like, okay, number one receiver, Julian Edelman. Like, Edelman's great. Would he be a number one receiver on another contending football no, team? No. no. Chance, yeah. He's not. He led the league in drops last year. He did. Yeah, he's, he's not that good, I think. And, you know. He's not bad. Yeah, but he's not, like. <sighs> He's he was, con- what the Pats on their offense have is consistency and Brady. Or they just exactly. play the ball to him. Like that's you know right. what I mean. They're just getting the ball to him. They're forcing the but ball. Look, to him. look at yeah. the, like the play like the playoff games where like every Tony Romo was like everyone know. Oh, was that the year before? I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, against I mean, the Chiefs, it was. It was against the Chiefs. It was oh, the year before. So everyone knows apologies. Tom Brady's going to win yeah. in overtime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was different. That was a year yeah. ago. That was a very different team. I think this year Edelman might be found out. You know, I don't yeah. know if that connection's going to be there with Cam Newton. Uh, yeah. And like you know, honestly, like being a Pats fan, it's like okay, we've had a lot of really good wide receivers on our team. And you know, Julian Edelman's kind of been our quote-unquote guy. Yeah. But when you talk about like the Patriots being figured out. It's like, okay, Edelman can only run the same slant route every single time. And eventually defenses are like, all right, let's play, like, up more. Like, we're going to play back. We'll give him the three yards or whatever. But if we don't let him have his yards after catch, he's not going to hurt us. Because he's not a deep threat. He's not really a a threat. And the Mm -hmm. Patriots haven't had a deep threat. Well, they had Antonio Brown for one game. For one game. He had a touchdown (laughs) that game. But yeah, since Randy Moss, we haven't yeah, had. Yeah. They haven't had a real receiver. A Actually, re- they never had a real receiver with Tom Brady except Randy Moss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, and that was for two years. And Tom Brady was just the type of quarterback where he's like, I make my receivers yeah. better because yeah. I can put the ball in places that other quarterbacks can't. And so, honestly, I think that the Patriots' offense 
at least will be figured out because teams figured out the defense towards the latter port, like the end of last season. Yeah. And it's like, okay, when people say like, wow, the Titans beating the Patriots that came out of nowhere. It's like anyone that paid attention to Patriots football. It's like, you know what? It was We've coming. been doing the, the, the same thing is... for 12 weeks. So do you not think that with Newton, like McDaniels can now do a lot of different things that he couldn't have done with Brady? Well, he can do different things, but it's just a matter of will Cam be able to do those different yeah, things? Because, you know, Cam... He's, he's, what, he's 31. He's, he's, he's younger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just, he's done a lot more than you, Andrew. I know. He yeah. may be 31, but his legs have to be in their late 30s because that man has just been... Ta- he's taken a lot of He's damage. taken a yeah. lot of hits. And, his, you know... His shoulder that's like 60 years old. Yeah. Exactly. I he mean, has senior citizens... His shoulders are eligible for senior citizen discounts. <laughs> they didn't want to rebuild around him in Carolina. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of says it all. Like, that he's not that old. Like, because he's not that old, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a 31-year-old Aaron Rodgers, 31-year-old Russell Wilson, you can build a, t- a franchise around still. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were 31. Exactly. Right? But if you're saying to Cam Newton, you're going to drop him and say, okay, yeah, we can't really build the future with you. Sorry. Yeah. There's something going on there. There has it's to a, be. It's as suspicious as Gurley's knee. Mm. Oh. oh yeah and we're gonna get to that we're, we'll get to that yeah. yeah i got a lot to say about girls. Well, well let's take a break here ladies and gentlemen yep. we'll be back in just one second when was the last time you left your house i know for me it's been six or seven days madden 2021 is just the best game i've ever played The players' uniforms are different colors. They're on different teams. It's amazing. The gameplay is exactly the same, though. Now, the only problem is I've been pooping all over myself. I can't get out of my chair. Does anybody help me with this? Actually, I've just been introduced to a company. The name is Bottomley's Butt Bongs. Bottomley's butt bongs. If you can't stop spilling from your asshole, call Bottomley's butt bongs. For twenty-five percent off, text the code Adam Fox to Bottomley's butt bongs. Gee, thanks, Mister. I can play Madden all day now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with Bagoa here and uh. Now, the next section is going to be very important because we are actually going to call the commissioner, Jake Throw Roberts it up himself. There, yeah. Commissioner to... is not a believer in Bagoa, by the way. He doesn't believe he's real. He so thinks gonna, I'm a figment thinks, of his thinks, imagination. I think the commissioner is drunk with power. A there's, bit. there's also a conspiracy that, that Jake and Bagoa are one and the same. Yeah, that was mm. a... I'd heard that before. And, and so we're going to call Jake to uh, dispel this myth. All right? So, Andrew, you got him on the... Uh, the Put hot... him on speaker... Turn it up a little bit, baby. Juice that up a little. Hello. Commissioner. You're on going yes, deep. Hello. This, this is the commissioner. You're on going deep, and uh, we got a special guest here for you. Ah. Jake. Hello. Jake, hello, Begum. sir. It is I. I'm not a made-up person. I'm real. Well, I, never, I never doubted it, Begoa. The guys have been telling me otherwise. The guys have been telling me otherwise. Great to finally hear your voice. <laughs> well, there's been, you know, there's a lot of people who doubted Bagoa's existence. Keith, sound guy Keith was one of them. 
Dale Manning was another. Steve Smith. Kamish, we just, you know, we, we thought you might have fallen in that camp. No, absolutely not. I'm not smart enough to uh, pull off a trick uh, such as what you're suggesting I was doing. Uh, but go, uh, I had total faith. that I, I knew for sure this was a uh, legitimate competitor in our league and I've been proven right. Commissioner, um, what yeah. pick are you again in the draft? I'm pick number six. Oh, okay. Right before Begoa. So, right before Begoa. Oh, no. So just some interesting news that has come to light on this podcast. Uh, Begoa has stated with the utmost clarity that if Chubb is there at seven, he's taking Chubb. So, Jake, it falls to you, sir. Are you tempted to undercut Begoa and take Chubb in the first round at six? Uh... I will not be giving any. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There was a long pause there. Keeping those lips no, tight. I, I, um, I'm not going to lean either way, uh, give you any kind of hits. Uh, I would say that what I choose will surprise and shock both of you. Uh, however, I'll leave it at that. Ah, okay. You got, you're not. You're keeping your lips sealed. I, I expect nothing less from Absolutely. our very wise commissioner. Absolutely. Nice commissioner. I got yeah, one. Well, Continue, sir. All, all the other league members, you're all giving away all your trade secrets um, non-stop at the moment. I'm just keeping a low profile, sliding under the radar. Um, I'm giving nothing away. Perhaps that's the advantage that you need after last year. Now, Jake. <laughs> what, what, one more question, Jake, if, if it's okay. Um, today on, on today's show, we're going to do untouchable players, players that you will just not draft this year. Can you give us a player, sir, that you will not draft this year? And why? Um, okay, regardless of position. Uh, uh, a, a top, like, two or three rounds yeah. player. Um, I would not draft uh, Derek Henry. Ooh. Why? Um. I think he was overused last year, uh, as in too many rushes towards the end of the year. I think he won't be able to uh, not even match last year's productivity, but uh, a very good chance of falling totally flat or getting injured. Uh, I, I, I'm not sold on him at all this year. I, he's a great player. I love watching him, but I think he, he, he just... He carried the ball too much last year. It's, he's going to pay for it this year. Nice. And the, and the price is high this year, right? He's a first-rounder for sure. Uh, I would assume someone would take him in the first round. And that definitely won't be me. Okay. Well, we want to thank you for joining us here, Kamish. Um, hope you're well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Hooroo. Thanks for the call, lads. Take yeah. care, buddy. Yeah. All right. All right, nice. The commission is, is a different person from Bagoa, and Bagoa mm -hmm. is a different person from the commission. Yes. Okay. Conspiracy theory. Squashed. Finished. Everyone like, take off and, your tinfoil hats. And <laughs> now we're going to jump into our Untouchables category. Um, Untouchables is a player that you're not really interested in, that you really will never pick, even if they're in the 15th round. Okay? Even if they are... Way at the bottom of the draft, and you're thinking, okay. And their ADP is. And their ADP five is five rounds high. Yeah. You're still like that guy. I hate that guy, or I hate not hate him, but I just don't like 
don't believe in him. Yeah, right. I, you know, Andrew on the phone to the commission had two or three rounds. I don't think it's necessarily two or three rounds There's for our no, discussion. It's just a person. Let's just say, you know, the, the top maybe half or so of the draft. Yeah. yeah. Someone that you're just not interested in at all, given that where they're being taken in yeah. the drafts. Okay, mm-hmm. so Bagoa, you're the guest. You can start and Are give we us one of your... Going to do it by position? Um, it doesn't... I, uh, it it can be, be nice. Player. Yeah. It'd be um, nice if we did positions. Yeah. Bagoa, do you have a quarterback that you will not be drafting? Do I have a quarterback I will not be drafting? And I do. I absolutely do. And as a Patriots fan, this hurts me. But this draft, I will not touch Tom Brady with a six-foot pole. Wow. wow. Absolutely not. Why? Because oh, I have a few reasons. Because even when Tom Brady was on the Patriots, like, again, team does well, whatever, he was never a really good Stat producer. And when you look at, you know, sure, he has weapons in Tampa Bay, but 43 years old, shortened training camp, no preseason, you know, I don't think he's going to look very good, especially because of how the Tampa Bay offense plays in comparison to, you know, the Patriots offense. Because the Patriots offense was very, we throw really short, slant routes, you know, we play all three downs to get our first. Whereas the Tampa offense, all right, you have uh, Goodwin, you have Evans, two deep threats. You're playing vertical a lot of the time. And, you know, does Tom Brady have that arm strength, that accuracy? Apparently his, his arm has been looking good in yeah. camp. All oh. the reports are that his arm is looking he, good. You never read TB12, the Tom Brady way. Yeah. I mean, he, he, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't eat any tomatoes, no tomatoes any strawberries. No strawberries. He keeps himself inflammatory-free. Yeah. I don't know. I, as much as I love Tom Brady on the field, I the, what's the the Facebook live video where he kisses his son on the mouth? Uh, you know, yeah. do I agree with his lifestyle? I, I I don't know about that. But <laughs> as far as on football field stuff, you know, new new team, new coach, new I, everything. I, I don't have like Tom Brady has been my guy yeah. for years, but I can appreciate him from afar. And not on my fantasy. I think team. he'll be a more productive quarterback yeah, at Tampa than he ever was at the Pats. You think so? Okay. For fantasy. For fantasy. For sen- okay. okay. Right, and next up, uh, Doc. What about your QB? Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Untouchable QB. No, I know this man is rated quite highly in fantasy circles, but my QB that is untouchable this year is Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. Now, let me just explain. I know this is controversial. Yeah. First of all, I do not trust any individual that has two first names as a name. Josh <laughs> Allen, are you kidding me? How can you trust a man like that? Also, I'm worried about, first of all, we know his arm isn't great. He's, he's obviously... Well, he's got a big arm. He has a huge arm. He has the cannon. He a got the cannon. hugely inaccurate arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already mentioned Stefan Diggs taking his talents to Buffalo. I'm not sure how well that's going to go. Um, I also i am a little bit worried about the rookie Zach Moss being drafted because... A lot of um, Josh Allen's value comes from those rushing touchdowns touchdowns at the Mm -hmm. goal line. Zach Moss seems to be a specialist at the goal line. So I think if Josh Allen sees some of these touchdowns being taken away from him, he's going to be left with just his his rushing yards and his passing, and I'm not sure if that's enough to return value at where it's being taken in drafts. Mm. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Okay, what do you think, Andrew? Mine, again, probably a little bit controversial, uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Ooh, um, okay. He's in some drafts. He's getting what third? 
Yeah, third. Third QB. He's lost DeAndre Hopkins, who was by far over the past three years his most productive receiver. And who else has he got left? Will Fuller. Bra- they brought in Brandon Cooks. Mm-hmm. He'll probably get a concussion in the first week and be done for the season. Um, and what? Uh, uh, who, who's the other receiver they have? Stills. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, yeah. yeah. None of them have anything on DeAndre Hopkins. Like, the the thing that got Watson was his rushing was okay, like, his ability to kind of scramble and then find Hopkins. Without Hopkins, at, I'd, I'd take him at, like, 8 or 10 QB, but, like, a third overall QB, not for me. And I, I totally get where you're coming from because, yeah, when you look at the loss of Hopkins, like, you know, Fuller, Cook, Stills, like, those are all good receivers. Like, we can call them, like, better than average guys. Yeah, yeah. But they're not guys that are going to command double teams. Of course. By yeah, any yeah. means. Yeah. So it's like, all right. I mean, will, like, you know, Deshaun Watson, just will he be able to get, find his targets, complete as many balls as he has to, yeah. like, the past couple times? Like, I totally get that. He's, so I, I, I can see where you're coming he's from. He's a great player. And maybe with David Johnson, like, he'll have a lot of, like, dump-offs to him. That could be a thing. But, yeah, just I think where he's getting drafted... Way overvalued. Fair enough. John, who do you not like a QB? Um, Jared Goff. We've yes. all seen the TV show. The guy's lame. <laughs> Number one. He's lame. Hot girlfriend. <laughs> Hot girlfriend. And he's super lame. Mm-hmm. He's a dork. He just, like, he smashes golf balls into his neighbor's houses. Who does that? That's not even, like, the is that the actions of a franchise quarterback? No. No. Just buy a little bit more land. <laughs> and then you can it's hit the golf balls. to get land in L.A. Well, maybe he's got to go out to the <laughs> desert and think a little bit. Also, I just don't love the team. I don't love the Rams. They don't really have a running game anymore. Nope. Gurley's gone, and, I mean, was he really ever there is the other question. Well, Henderson, he's big. Yeah, he's big, big. I mean, I'm going Cam Akers probably the second round. Yeah. Smoke. Ooh. But um, that's a little smoke screen, folks. But Jared Goff had 22 touchdowns last year to 16 interceptions. That's barely going to return you. That's not really going to return you anything. Um, Jared Goff, I would not pick him even as my third quarterback. Wow. Ooh. Fair enough. That's I mean, that's, that's deep, but I, I that like it. Bold. Going deep there, John Huck. Now, let's move on to running back, if that's okay, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, Bagoa, do you have a running back that you're not willing to take this year? Ooh, untouchable running back. Untouchable running back. You know, I've I've thought about this over the like yes like earlier today. Um, you know, there's a few like I re- ne- normally I avoid running backs by committee. Like you know, we talked about the yep. Rams. Rams. That situation. It's a mess. I don't know. It's a mess, and I'd want to stay as far away from it as possible. But you know, again. I committed blasphemy with my quarterback choice, a Patriots fan, like as a Patriots fan. I'm going to do it again. This year, I'm staying away from Sony Michelle. Okay, yeah. I. He's not even practicing right now, right? No, he's, he's not. not practicing. And he's, I mean. I think he's, I think his career might be over, to be quite honest. Ooh, I, I, why is he not practicing? He, he had surgery, hurt. right? Yeah. He had, surgery he had, or something? He had another, what was the surgery? It's his knees. Knee again. Both his knees. And I, yeah. yeah, I just don't see... The way they used him last year, rookie year, awesome. 
Yeah. He was so good his rookie year. Yeah. And that's why I'm like in favor of it's not that risky to draft a rookie running back who's picked in the first round of the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Him and Nick Chubb, best buddies at Georgia. And even Sonny Michelle returned his first year, like a thousand yards and six touchdowns. So like you would have got good value yeah, on your fantasy had return. Pick. But last year they barely used him. He looked slow. He couldn't he couldn't hit the hole. Yeah, I, I can agree with, you know, Sony Michelle mm-hmm. and um, stay away from him. You know, and you know, you talk about Bill Belichick's system. Like Belichick likes to give touches to guys that work in the system. Yeah. And like James White has been there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, Rex Burkhead was What about Damian Harris? There you go. Some people are talking that Damian Harris is gonna be a steal late in the draft. The Pats have never had like a yeah. They never had back. No, no, they've never yeah. had that three down yeah. guy. Not for fifteen or sixteen years. Exactly. When they had Corey Dillon, mm-hmm. that was the last like three down back that they used, where they just like wanted it every time. And yeah, that's the thing. Like you can't, you can never be sure. One week, Sony Michelle will get two touchdowns. The next week he'll have three touches and James White will get two touches. Yeah, I just think it's you can never be sure with the exactly. Field. Yeah, it's the carousel of just okay. Yeah. We we play the hot hand. Yeah, and yeah. it's good for the team. It's really real good football, for the team, but for fantasy, yeah, it's not yeah. good. And when you look at like ADP of where Sony Michelle is gonna get drafted and where he goes, it's like all right, some smoke and mirrors is going on because again, he's not the most productive back in fantasy, and you know maybe people are banking on all right you know they got cam you know if stidham was gonna play this year then it's like all right maybe they'll use him a bit more yeah. but i've never been a fan of his usage and i don't like the committee and you know i'm not touching him at all yeah, I just absolutely don't, not. i don't think he's i think i honestly think he might be done based on what we saw last year and what we haven't seen this year absolutely so uh, that, that's my pick nice good doc who are you not picking from running back all right now my running back that i'm avoiding at all costs does actually have a fantastic second name. His name is David Montgomery. Wow. Montgomery is probably one of the best second names in the league. Very sturdy. But unfortunately, his play has been really quite terrible in his first year. I think he had 240 rush attempts for about 890 yards. Physically, you know, I guess he's gifted, but I just don't think he sees the field very well. People are assuming, oh, he's the only back in, in Chicago. He's going to get usage. But he had that usage last year. It did not translate into great production. So I'm, I'm, I'm scared of Montgomery, despite his fantastic name. I'd pick him for the right price. Where would you take him? Um, in Eighth. mock drafts, I'd take him in the sixth round. Yeah, it's like Is a flex, that far? flex yeah. play, maybe. Yeah. A flex play? Ooh, I mean, He's there's a flex, better flex plays Yeah, out but there. in this, we're going to have to remember, everything's going to be real funky this year. Yeah. It's going to be real different. Montgomery, I think, you know... I'd take a flyer on the sixth or seventh. Yeah, why would I mean? I think I'd rather take Tariq Cohen in the eighth or ninth. Ooh. I don't believe in Cohen anymore, though, because I don't Ooh. believe that. Or J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, well, that's that's a di- more of a dynasty pick. No, I mean, I JK think this, I think Dobbins is going to have some. Do you remember to say this year? Episode one, I said J.K. Dobbins, my Dobbins is is going to lead that backfield in yardage by the end of the year. So then stay, oh. you're saying stay away from Mark Ingram. No, I still like Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's going to get touchdowns. But I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have a few large runs, kind of like Chubb in his rookie year. Long runs, and I think he, he might eclipse Mark Ingram. We're not talking about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, opposite. Absolutely. I mean, running backs in that yeah. backfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, who are you saying for? Mine is Chris Carson. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's um, mm-hmm. always doubted. He's, yeah, he's I, a, a player that's always, always doubted. Al- always doubted and um but he after, has returned. After, after he turned up to the one hundred he turned up on the one hundred best NFL players and when I saw I hadn't really watched him much last year and then I saw his highlights, I was like he's a good hard running back. But he just had hip surgery. Yeah, it's so hard. He had the same injury yeah. that Bo Jackson had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, why did they? Has medicine advanced? Of course it has. Of course, science is advanced. But we don't know. But why did they get Carlos Hyde? He, he, Chris Carson last year had issues with fumbles. Injury. Now add the injury into it, like. Yeah, Chris Carson is the classic sort of horrible end of the second round pick. Somebody who you're like, okay, I should pick them. Yeah. Because he's gone over a thousand yards two years in a row, I think. Um, and he was running back eight last yeah, year. Yeah. It's like, Even I, with it, all the fumbles. With Seattle, oh, he's going to get loads of runs. He's going to get a lot running of back eight. Yeah, but just, he's just someone I just never want to yeah, touch. He's sketch- last year I didn't want to touch. This year I don't want to touch. He's sketchy. Mm-hmm. Being a Chris Carson owner last year yeah. was just... A rough ride. Rough ride. Yeah. It's rough ride. It's a rough ride to him being number eight overall. Yeah. The, the roller coaster that <laughs> yeah. is Chris Carson. It's, he's yeah. he's going to be one of those... like He's going to be the pick where... You know, somebody will be left on auto draft. It's like, oh my god, there's five seconds left. They're gonna pick Chris Carson, or, or whoever picks Jackson or Mahomes is going to get Chris Carson as their running back number one. And that's what I've been saying on the fantasy group is that yeah, if in your second or third or fourth you pick Jackson or, or first, you pick Jackson or Mahomes, your running back one is either gonna be Chris Carson or Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Mm. Like that. That's who it's gonna be. Cause you're gonna. You're not gonna get a pick to the end of the second. And Chris. That's where Chris Carson is going. Unless yeah. you're at the end. Unless yeah, you're at I mean, the end. Like, you can double up with like Mixon that, yes. and Lamar. Mixon and Lamar like, makes sense. Or you yeah. go like. Gurley, Bell, Connor. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say yeah, right they're now. Going later. They're going somebody later. I don't believe in, and we'll just get to my pick. Todd Gurley. He's obviously washed up. Yeah. His career is obviously over. <laughs> I was bullied into this pick on the live draft of Todd Gurley, and I regret it ever since. Mm-hmm. I would have rather picked David Montgomery. Wow. Um, Todd Gurley's career is over. Why? His career is over. Dude. How do you know that? He's not even practicing anymore. He's, He's practicing. Not, he I don't think he is. He's, He's practicing. Is. I saw I a, an Instagram is. video of him like chilling with his mates. Yeah, chilling with his mates, not practicing. Yeah, after doing a sick run. <laughs> yeah, right. Todd Gurley... Uh, there's a reason why the Rams didn't give him the ball or pass him the ball. He ran the most routes last year, like of all the Rams receivers, and they never even gave him the ball. Like, why would they were just having him run routes? Because it's not they never he's getting gave his cardio him. in. Yeah, yeah, it's not. <laughs> he was just working out on the field pretty much because they <laughs> never gave him the ball. Uh, no, no, okay. I don't think we can judge Gurley as his potential. His potential it, it, is over. No, His no, no, ceiling no, no, no. is over. No, I no, I don't think we can because the Rams as a t- as an offense were just completely dysfunctional. Do you think last he? Yeah. Do you think? So I don't think okay, we can okay, just fine. just say last year. So do you think he still has yet to reach a ceiling? No, 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 no uh, not at all. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's, that. I'm just saying we can't judge Gurley on purely. I last think last year. year was you would be very lucky if you got his production last year or this year. You would be exceptionally yeah, lucky. Why? Absolutely. Why? Because he scored 10 touchdowns last year, right? 10 touchdowns. I think like 14. 14? Okay, yeah. 14 touchdowns. He only Not had... many s- yards. He had There's 700 yards yeah. and maybe 200 yards. He did, I don't even know if he broke 1,000 total yards. Why Not, can't he do better this year? I don't see him ever breaking that amount why? ever. I just don't see it. Because why? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they use him? 
They didn't use them. They because stopped because the offense as a whole was just dysfunctional. Yeah, okay, they but they re- stopped using them. Figured from the out Super Jared Goff. They stopped using them from the Super Bowl when the injury happened. They stopped using them that whole playoff run. Right. They were not even using them. So you were saving him for the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. They were. You don't save somebody for the Super Bowl. So you're you're yeah. eliminated if you're if you lose. So you're assuming you don't save somebody. No, no. But they were right. doing well in the Super in, in the playoff. No, runs. they weren't. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. Yeah. But they were. You don't save somebody for the Super Bowl when you're in the playoffs. You yeah. play it to the to the end. I think John is assuming that it's a physical condition. Yeah, the I think it's, can it's, no longer perform I think you can't anywhere near his yeah. peak. I think that it's if you pick Gurley, you are going to be really disappointed because physically he's not the same player. And mm. number two, is the Falcons line good? Better than no. the Rams last year because the Rams were the second worst offensive yeah. line in the league. Where were the Falcons? Not much higher. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit higher because Matt Ryan got sacked a lot. He did. Matt Ryan can and pass the ball, though. And you just told me how bad Goff is. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think that um, for Matt Ryan, his weapons are much better than Goff's. For sure. For 100%. Better. And what do you think that's going to do he to the just defenses? Get it out. But yeah. I don't see Gurley getting any sort of reps like that. But I just I don't see it. With Gurley, there's going to be less of a focus on him when it comes to when yeah. teams yeah. plan defensively. Like Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Julio, Ridley, Hooper, those are all very good players that, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator, it's like, okay, I want to cover the, you know, upper portion of the field. Like, I have to worry about this team getting 10, 15 yards every play. I don't think they even have to cover play. Gurley anymore, though. I think he's washed wow. out. Wow. I think, like, okay, let's also go back to last year's draft. Devontae Freeman was, like, a really trendy pick at the same exact ADP this year as Todd Gurley. Yeah. And what did Devontae Freeman do? Right. And he's not even in the league anymore. And what's the connection between Freeman and Gurley? That they're both washed up. They were both... Freeman was washed up last year. He was coming off an injury. Freeman's been in the league a lot longer. Not really. Yeah. A couple don't years, think, man. Couple I, years. He's got a lot he more was, reps, If I he think. was one or two more years older, max. He's not been in the league much longer. Gurley was drafted... He's in been his league fifth six, year now? No, more than that. I'd Gur- say six or seven. Gurley? Six, maybe. No, dude. Gurley's in his fifth year, I think. Yeah. Fifth year? And yeah, I think he's. I mean, he. I just think he's washed up. But with Gurley, because his contract is what like one year. A one, yeah, yeah, one year. So prove it deal. The Falcons, yeah, exactly. The Falcons gave him a prove it deal. Like, do you think? And you know, Gurley. I'm sure people have told this to him, and he knows this in the back of his head. Like, if I don't do well this year, I'm, I'm gone. Done. Yeah. Well, I um, think this is it. I this think is it. This is his last paycheck, and then he's gone either way. We'll see. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting. This take. is my opinion. I think if you take, take Gurley. You are banking on 14 touchdowns that just probably aren't going to come. All right, fair enough. Also, who fair else enough. is there in the Atlanta backfield? Edo Smith, baby. Edo Smith. Yeah, Edo Smith. It doesn't matter yeah. because they're not going to run the ball anyway. They're just going <laughs> to fucking throw it every time. No, everyone, everyone says that. Why? There's no, like... There's they not threw that the much ball. Of, there's not that much of a big split between, like, throwing and running. I can see you're, you're sweet on Gurley, and I don't get it. <laughs> but they did throw the ball a lot last year. It's, I know, but... They do. Yeah. But it's going to be an exciting I mean, year. When, I can't wait to see what when happens. Calvin Ridley, see. When Calvin Ridley is getting 18 touchdowns in two seasons, when Austin Hooper is suddenly like a tight end two or three, and what like Julio Jones is always Julio Jones, yeah. they're going to throw the ball. They're not going to run the football. You think they're going to throw it at Gurley at all? No. No? Maybe okay. a bit, yeah. Maybe sure. a little bit. Of course. Maybe. I mean, if, we'll use if, 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 honestly, if he gets off the bike on the sideline, yeah. All right, nice. <laughs> Let's move on to wide receiver then. Um, but go do you have a wide receiver that is untouchable for you this year? Wide receiver that is untouchable. Now, 
part of me wants to complete the hat trick of Patriots blasphemy <laughs> and say that there is one wide receiver in particular that is untouchable. And his name is Julian Edelman. And his name is Julian Edelman. Now, it was a toss-up for me between him and Tyler Boyd because a lot of people are saying, oh, Tyler Boyd's going to be the number one in Cincinnati. That's, you know, Joe Burrow's guy. And, you know, I was thinking, it's like, you know, maybe Joe Burrow, no training camp, or shortened training camp, no preseason, it's going to be rough for him out there. And so I was thinking, it's like, okay, I'm not going to take Tyler Boyd. And but, was he going to be, like, I've heard good things about A.J. Green. Yeah, A.J. Green's looking good. Oh, yeah. Like, they're saying he's going to come back. and But people are saying, it's like, okay, well, if A.J. Green, you know, doesn't come back, and, yeah, you know, Tyler at Boyd, his yeah. age, yeah. you never know. Like, A.J. Green is kind of up in the air. Yeah. And people are saying, okay, Tyler Ward has to be that guy, mm. especially for a rookie quarterback. Like, he's going to be looking for the most sure option there. Yeah. And, you know, I was leaning Tyler Boyd to be the answer for this question, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm also a realist. <laughs> and I got, I look at Julian Edelman, and you know what? Sure, he's done a lot for the team. He has that Super Bowl MVP, and like I love the guy to death. But this year, new system, new quarterback, you know, I don't think it's looking good for also, him. Also, I heard Newton has, uh, not rekindled, kindled a connection with Mohamed Sanu. Exactly, yep. Yeah, they were I, taking I, I, pictures him, together on Instagram. Sa- like, Newton and Sanu have become, like, best buddies. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, if, if Sanu is their guy that, yeah. you know, is their, their leader in targets, you know, that's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. Mohamed Sanu is a very good football player. Yeah. And, you know, we... And I can be, see him and Newton... Like, that would be quite the turn-up. Yeah. If that Mohamed Sanu was the leader of the Patriots. Yeah. I'm not going to put it past him. And, you know, regard, like... With how the QB situation ends up being, like, you know, with Stidham's injury, it's probably going to be Newton running the show full-time at this point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if Sanu's there, and even, like, last year, you know, Edelman did have his problems, you he know, still, with drops. He, what did he get? He had 1,100 yards. He did. So he, had some, he had a good amount of yards, but he dropped the most pass in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, like, that was with a very accurate short passing quarterback. Right, and it exactly. was dependent on this like connection that he yeah. had with Brady on those option routes. Yep. Those guys have been working together for years. And this is a completely new relationship yeah. with Cam Newton. We have no idea what the connection is going to be like. You're perfectly right. It could be Sanu that ends up getting more passes. Exactly. And you know, I'm at the inner Patriots fan of me is praying that it's like hopefully I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong about Sony Michelle and Julian Edelman. But at this point in time right now, I'm not drafting either of them. And, you know, Edelman, you know, you're my guy, but this year, it's, it's not going to... I need winner. I need sure things on my team. And there's just too many question marks, I think. One word answer. Who is a better football player, Sanu or Edelman? Edelman. Fair enough. All right. Um, I think so. Fair enough. I mm-hmm. can understand why he won a Super Bowl MVP. That's quite impressive. Exactly. Um, all right. I'm going to very quickly do my wide receiver untouchable player. Yep. This episode is getting a little bit long, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. I apologize, but we've had such a great time having Bagoa on the podcast. I've had a good time being here, boys. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed listening, ladies and gentlemen. My wide receiver untouchable is Mike Evans, kind of extending Ooh. on what Bagoa started with his analysis of Tom Brady. I am not a fan of Mike Evans this year. I think that Tom Brady is a little bit risk-averse when it comes to his pass selection. I think Mike Evans is an excellent wide receiver with contested catches, deep balls, and I just don't think that matches well with uh, Tom Brady's game. And even last year with Jameis Winston, 
who will throw it up without a care <laughs> in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Even in that situation, Mike Evans was still a a very uh, inconsistent wide receiver. I think he had, let me just check my little paper here. He had 9 out of 13 games last year. He had less than 5 receptions. 7 out of 13 games, he had less than 70 yards. That is not the wide receiver one on my team this year. No, you're totally right about that. But, you know, the little kindle of hope I have in Mike Evans is that, you know, with the emergence of uh, Godwin coming, it's like, okay, maybe... Defenses will have to play both sides of the field against the Bucs. Because before, it was just, okay, let's double Mike Evans because he's the only dude that can beat us. Right. And it's like, okay, well, maybe the field is a bit more balanced. If Gronk is fully healthy, as they're, you know people are saying, you know, if we were doing a segment on tight ends that you can't touch, I wouldn't touch Gronk. But that's besides the point. But, you know, hopefully things will open up for Mike Evans. But I totally know where you're coming from in that regard. Nice. Really quick, Andrew Shuttler, your wide receiver, untouchable. Amari Cooper. Love it. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I just feel they have a lot of weapons. They've got Michael Gallup, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, they've brought in CeeDee Lamb. Pretty good player. the talk player. is mm-hmm. that they're going to have three wide outs. That I think Dak is going to spread the ball a lot. And so taking Amari Cooper, he's going as like wide receiver like 9, 10. And that is high. Yeah. And last year, he did well, but he did well in spurts. He had one game with like 40 points, next game zero points. Yeah, got a little and bit I, hurt. I, I just don't see him like maintaining that kind of wide receiver one value. Nice. John Hawk, real quick to finish this episode, your wide receiver, untouchable. Adam Thielen. Oh, Ooh. my God, that's Ooh. a hot take. Ooh. Adam Thielen. Any, please explain yourself. Yes, please do. Um, not a fan of him. <laughs> Not a fan of him at all. Well, uh, white receiver. Why? Yeah. I, well, he's white, so he's not as good, right? Um, either way. But the reason I'm really not a fan of him has nothing to do with his race. It has to do with the fact, because he is a good, he can catch everything. Yeah. But the fact is that. He can't um, jump. <laughs> well, neither could Woody Harrelson, but he's still slammed up there the ball. Um, the fact is that they traded Stefan Diggs. They're going to the run. They got Jefferson, but, I mean, I'm not 100% sold on Jefferson. Like, he's a rookie wide receiver. He's not going to be their who, second who, option. It's Ola B.C. Johnson is going to be well, their who, second. We don't, know, we don't know, right? Because, like, Diggs, you knew Diggs and Thielen was a combo. They've traded Diggs. You have just Thielen. Thielen isn't that young as well. He's about 31 years old. He's not, like, a super young guy. I just don't love the situation. They want to run the ball with Cook and Madison and play defense. That's no. what they want to do. He's on a huge contract. Thielen? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of players on huge contracts that don't live up to it. They're going to pass the ball. They're going to they give ha- it to Of him. course they have to And pass he's the not ball. like a wide-out, like, deep threat. He's like a slot kind of like... Of course, but I don't Kirk see Cousins him... Cousins is going to give him a lot. I don't see him being much this year. In the third round, I will happily take Adam Thielen as my... Wide receiver one. You guys can help yourselves to as much Thielen and Gurley as you want. Yeah, I I think he's going to have a lot of receptions. Uh, We'll see what happens in the goal line. I assume he's going to be double teamed a lot, but we'll see. Because, like, who else do they really have catching the ball? Rudolph. (laughs) Oh, I mean, how old is Rudolph at this point? 58. Yeah, I think he's He's been in the the league for a long time. I mean, I don't actually think he's that old, but it just seems like he's He seems, he's like one of those guys. They're going to run the ball a lot. Um, and that's it. That's it for our segment right there. And uh, we're going to finish this up. But go, we want to thank you for um, 
Join us today. Oh, thank you so much, guys. I've loved it. I've loved proving that I'm real. (laughs) And, you know, I'm excited for the draft in two weeks. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a good time. And And you're welcome back anytime to go whenever you want to come on the pod. Oh, I will be back. Anytime you want, you can come on. I will be back. You can Um, count on that. Thanks, Doc. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, we're going to... Thanks to the commish. Thanks to old Bottomley's uh, bung cream or whatever it was. Or bung plugs over there. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll wrap this one up and uh, we'll say, Corona's spreading again, folks. Damn it. Please, be safe out there. When you have sex, only use a glory hole. <laughs> For God's sake. You wipe your dick off after. Keep on going deep.